The evil Kilo Khan lives inside computer circuits. With the help of Malcolm Frink, he creates megavirus monsters to attack electronic systems. Meanwhile, a freak accident turns Sam Collins into Servo. His friends join forces in their samurai's attack vehicles. Together, they transform into the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Superhuman Samurai. Hello, and welcome to Journey Through the Deck Cast, a podcast about tokusatsu and the history of the Heisei Kamen Rider series, or, as it's going to be this week, me doing the usual April Fool's episode for the Rice Ball Network, but taking over and giving you something that's got a hell of a story behind it this time, because we're going to talk about Denko Chojin Gridman, or, as you probably know it if you saw it in the United States, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. The premise is pretty simple. It's the last show that Tsuburaya Productions, the people who were behind the Ultraman franchise, would do that wasn't Ultraman for roughly a decade, but a totally not slightly more armored Ultraman ends up fighting a virus in a computer world with the aid of some human children who do various forms of assistance depending on which version you're watching, and eventually it ends in a final suicide run with your main character, Gridman, and or Cyber, taking on the virus Khan or Kilocon. So, there's... A lot of stories about this, and I could not find full confirmation about some of these, but I'm just going to go through the usual tales that get told about this and let you decide how much of this you want to go with as uh, any kind of bonus, because I think they're worth hearing, even if they may not be the most true. So we've basically covered everything we need to about the Gridman half of this, which was a B-tier tokusatsu series that had slightly more interesting themes and does get some credit because it was the first time Tsuburaya Productions would use digital video for its special effects scenes, and that let them do much different tricks with slow-motion photography and some of the action scene filming, which also gives us some of the Tron-like effects that you see in this series. And for that, they would continue to use that for every future production. If you were not around the last time I did this, and since this is on the other feed on the network, it's entirely possible you weren't, Subaraya Productions were the people who were the effects on... Godzilla and a lot of various things over the years because of the fact that it was founded by the gentleman who basically defined tokusatsu and a lot of these special effects works in Japan. This is his production company. As a result, the fact that they did this kind of set the standard. Uh, an easy way to think of this would basically be this is... is it LucasArts? That is the in-house studio that does a lot of the effects work for that. 
Yeah, this would be the Japanese equivalent, except they're used to getting things done, not because they have infinite budget and resources, but because they have some of the top technical minds who are willing to play with things on a budget and see what they can make. As a result, Gridman was, well, it was a B-tier production from the team. Again, it was the last thing they were going to do that wasn't Ultraman for a while. And it basically just stopped after its one season. Which technically is three seasons, blah blah blah, Japanese seasons. Anyway, 39 episodes. Now, context you might not have is that... In the middle of the 90s, when this would have been happening, the original series aired from the middle of 1993 to January 1994 in Japan. There was a gold rush going on because Haim Saban had brought over and made on the cheapest budget possible a little thing that was called the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, if you were not around at the time you have to realize there were 70 different attempts to cash in on this because there was a lot of tokusatsu television that could be licensed on the cheap, and everyone brought their own attempt to the table. There was... I do not recall what the name of the original series was that became the Big Bad Beetleborgs. There was an attempt or two to create original works that didn't rely on the Japanese licensors, like Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Yes, that's a real thing. Feel free to look it up. Or the Mystic Knights of Tirnanog, which was going to actually become a Power Rangers season uh, in its continuation, but that plan was scrapped because they realized we can actually just keep doing this on the cheap. There were a few others, and I'm not going to go into a whole list of them because this time out we are talking about Gridman, but maybe we'll come back to that another time. Uh, send an email to uh, theraceballnetwork at gmail.com if you have a specific thing you'd like covered. So one of these teams was Deke, the people you might know for generic 80s animation and being licensors on more than a few anime in this era. Uh... Their Sailor Moon dub is somewhat infamous for cousins, among other things. But they decided to team up with Playmates Toys, Compact Computers, and I want to say there was a third team involved, but I cannot find them in my notes and all of them decided to turn Gridman into something that was aimed more at an American audience. So they became the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. The end result of this is that the show got a lot more personality to it. Because it aged up the characters. They were not young children anymore. You had high school students. There was a villainous actor who was very hammy playing the assistant to the con virus, now dubbed Kilocon, because of course he would be. You throw extra computer bites on it to make it more impressive. And the one thing that really cemented this, Kilocon was given a voiceover 
with everyone else just being voiced by one of the actors on screen. But no, Kilo Khan had a voice actor hitting way out of this show's league. He was played by Tim Curry. And that's a huge reason you'll remember this show, because this is a show where an angry Tim Curry calls an incel meat thing in his computer over and over and just constantly mocks his stooge assistant with the hammiest voice acting you can ever imagine. It's wonderful. It is completely, deliciously camp, and the whole thing stands out for it. But here's where one of the first stories about this comes in that I have never been able to confirm and can't lock down. See, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad was a series that had 53 episodes, which you might recall I said a couple of times, Gridman only had 39. The story goes that allegedly when the deal was made, the licensor said, Ah, yes, we're going to do a second season of this, so you will also have more things to draw from. Much like the Beetleborgs people did with B-Fighter Kabuto. And then... The whole thing didn't happen. See, Gridman wouldn't actually show up again in any form outside of Cyber Squad until 2005 when a short anime was created. This later led to the very recent, very excellent SSSS Gridman, and take a while to guess what those four S's stand for while we discuss Cyber Squad. But the thing is... Because there were only 39 episodes of footage, after episode 39, Cyber Squad has to start reusing monsters. And you should really just stop watching the show at episode... I think it's actually 37 is the finale. But... Yeah, before 40. Stop before 40, because that's when it gets really blatant. Uh, that is a straight-up clip show, and everything afterwards is just reusing viruses and adding new context to fight scenes you've already seen. So, that kind of nipped this in the bud, and for what it's worth, the toy line for this was okay, but I also remember that when I was of this age, I picked up more than a few of these, including the ultimate form of Servo, with all of his transformations, the dragon head, the drill shoulders, everything, at a big lots, which tells you the final fate of this toy line. So, the modern day has given us a very interesting state of things. Gridman was a license that did not get any love until the last couple of years when there was suddenly a Blu-ray box set in a few regions under the name Gridman the Hyper Agent, and then the Toku Network picked it up for U.S. streaming, and then there was that announcement of 
again, SSSS Gridman, which is getting a sequel series in the next year or so. So now's as good a time as any to watch 12 episodes of very good anime that's inspired by tokusatsu. And a somewhat curious thing is that the new Gridman anime takes some elements of this series. I mean, it's explicitly referencing it because someone who had the license went, hey, they're onto something. Personality. And they backported a few of those elements into the new show. I'm going to be a little vague about that for spoiler reasons, but I would definitely recommend this. And while I can't say Gridman is worth watching, I've done it. It's very dry. The children irritate me in a way that a lot of tokusatsu children do if they are the main focus and not assistants in the cast. Um, looking at you, early common Rider. But it's pretty good, and especially if you are in a state where weed is absolutely legal, we would not recommend you do anything untoward on this show, you should just toke up and put on the playlist of this that the entire series is on YouTube. The copyright is basically forgotten. Tim Curry is having the best time of anyone, save perhaps Malcolm, the villain stooge. And it's a great show. Do it. I am Editor Fletcher. Next week, everything will be back to normal on the network. But in the meantime, if you enjoyed this, Journey Through the Decacast will be linked in the show notes. And we hope this episode swapperoo might have given you something to think about in terms of poking around on our network, where more shows are launching in the near future. Thank you, and have a good time. They're gonna rip it up. Keep some